here for you today. Back back with my father. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, doing well. Looking forward to uh, another Friday, another good day to talk about Steeler football. Absolutely. It's always a always a good day to talk about Steeler football. Something crazy going on outside. I don't know. If yeah, I was about to say it sounds <laughs> sounds like you got a total emergency in your background. Yeah, it's that's every day. But uh we're not we're not gonna waste too much time. We're gonna get right into things. We're obviously on the, the tail end of not as exciting of a week as we've had in the, the past ones, but still, you know, there was a little little news on the front of, you know, the Steelers meeting with Ben and uh, Mr. Rooney kind of coming out with a statement and pretty much the, uh, Ben's, I, I never knew his his uh, agent's name. I guess it was a Ryan Tolner. Tolner, um, yeah. You know, pretty much came out and reiterated the same thing that, well, he actually came out first and then Mr. Rooney reiterated what, what he said. But, you know, it, it was it was something that we all pretty much knew, you know, well, not all of us, but me and you pretty much expected Ben, ben to be back. Um we weren't really sure and still aren't sure of the numbers, but, you know, I, I kind of thought with this episode, you know, we talk a little bit about pretty much, you know, the most position, the most important position on the field, which is the quarterback position, you know, talk a little bit about Ben and just the draft. Um, you know, for starters, I, I wanted to start off with this kind of narrative that Ben is washed. I, I haven't seen it from everybody. I, I, you know, I try to keep up with, I guess the, the talk shows, I don't, they're not really for analysis, but you know, I, I try to like to, to hear what the national media is saying. And, um, you know, obviously it's 50, 50. Is it a good idea that they bring them back? Is it a bad idea? I don't really like to look at that from, look at it from that perspective. Cause I don't really think it's as simple as a good or bad question. And on top of that, which we've agreed upon, Ben wasn't, the actual total problem um, with how our season turned out. Now, obviously, we finished first in our division um, and end the season 12 and four, which, you know, most of our, our losses came on the tail end of the season after going 11 and 0. Um, and Ben not being completely healthy, looking healthy um, was a part of it. But obviously, to and Again, me and you, I think, agree upon. It wasn't the, even close to the biggest, you know, biggest problems with with why our season turned out the way that it did. And and even on top of that, I, I really think that our season turned out the way that it did. Again, the way that it's been turning out the last few years, because I mean, it's the same issues. Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to run the football, poor coaching, and and, and critical moments. Uh, Poor, poor decisions, not not all the time, but just think, you know, in hindsight, just like, you know, maybe we could have did things differently. And then, like you know, like like drops, still a lot of drops going on. I mean, um, I don't I don't really think Ben was the issue, but I, I did want to, you know, because I looked at the stats um, because Ben is, to me, more of a game manager now than I would obviously, like, think of what, he used to be, which was shrugging, shrugging three, three, you know, linemen off and, and break escape in the pocket, you know, what we're used to seeing from, um, but I don't, I don't think him being a game manager is a bad title personally. Obviously, you know, one of my favorite quarterbacks in, of the last decade, Alex Smith pretty much 
had that title and I, I thought he's a phenomenal quarterback and even still I mean this man almost died last year and and came back and played phenomenally um so I I really think that kind of is a testament to to his skill as a quarterback even though he's not somebody that is you know talked about um because he's played in so many different systems and to me has always looked looked well like not even Nick Foles who's won a Super Bowl can can say that um but yeah, so some of the some of the stats I, I wanted to kind of just read off before we got into it. Um, so Ben finished the year seventh in touchdowns, fourteenth um, in intercept. Or he had yeah, he was fourteenth in interceptions, um, which was less than Russ and Brady, who both threw more interceptions. And these are the numbers where it's kind of middle of the pack. You know, sixteenth in yards. You know, um, I I even wrote down which I thought this was interesting. Um, he was eleventh in like percentage of uh touchdowns he threw which was the ratio to how many times he dropped back to actual like throwing actually throwing a touchdown so he's i mean he's top 15 in that um then he was pretty much yeah like 15th in yards per game and then he was 33rd and i think you brought it up before um the match was he was 33rd in uh like yards from sacks so obviously he didn't really get sacked a lot but he was under pressure a lot from which we know now from, you know, his stats. Um, so I really, I really think it's, it's interesting to look at because we finished 15th in with passing offense and obviously 32nd and with run attack. So I, I think obviously that 32nd and run attack speaks volumes considering we lost, still made it to the playoffs, you know, not really having being good in the offensive side of the ball, but then we just look terrible in that in that wild card game. And um, I really think a lot of it was because, again, like Ben just threw so many passes this year. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean he he had he had to throw so many so many times this year, and it it's just one of those situations. Is it's not necessary, especially considering we. We finished again in the top five in defense, you know, third third in defense. So I mean it we have one of the best defenses with injuries, um, like in the league. And the fact that we finished thirty second in running, um, to me like speaks volumes. I mean, it it really I mean like you get you can look at the drops, you can look at everything else, but it's really like, dude, we we are a team that is known for running the football. And I'm not saying it has to be smash mouth football, but I mean, it's just part of our philosophy. And then on top of that, I, I it, it's like, it's like trying to win a modern NBA game, shooting only two pointers. Like it, it's like, it's, it's, it's impossible. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you have to be able to run the ball because it's part of the game. It's like shooting a three. Like, even if you aren't good at threes, hitting a three in an important moment can be critical. Same, the same as, you know, being able to run the ball. I mean, how many times did we see them drop back on a third and one? and try and try to throw the ball 20 yards i mean it's just it's just how that's that's how little faith we've had we we have in our run game right now and and that's just that's sad um especially when we've spent you know picks on running backs you know in the top in the higher rounds the last few years um so i mean i i don't know if it's a little bit of the line i don't know if it's a bit of the actual back skill um, I'm, I'm sure everybody kind of has their different opinions on that, but it, it's, 
my point saying all that was it's definitely not Ben. Um, so I, I kind of, you know, I don't really, I don't really know if you want to touch like too much on, on Ben. Cause I know we've talked about him quite a few over the last uh, few weeks, but my point of pretty much saying all that was, is to lead to what I wanted to get to was. So now, now that we know Ben's coming back and it, again, you were saying something about it before the show about you've heard so much like, Oh my goodness, like Ben's coming back. Like you guys are tanking. Or, you know, Ben's Ben's coming back. You guys want to lose. And it's like, dude, that, Ben might not have had the best year, as the stats imply, but he was still top 15 in some important categories, top 10 in touchdowns, you know, not not turning the ball over a lot. And, I mean, yeah, uh, can he throw 60 yards, you know, falling, falling off his back foot anymore? Like, I, I mean, I don't know, probably not. But, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. not, that's, not, that's not what we need from him right now. And that's not what you – essentially want from your quarterback anyway um you got to do all that that's that's not I mean like it, it it's fun to watch Patrick Mahomes and and Russ and Lamar but I mean it's not winning football from the sense of it's not that you can't make plays but it's when you, the games that you play against more skilled coaching more skilled opponents you're not they're not going to let you just do whatever you want and that and that's just to me the difference from the NFL to the NBA is it's a team sport like your, your, your entire team has to function on all levels for you to, to get to the hot, the, the Pantheon, like in the NBA, I mean, you got somebody like Michael Jordan, you're probably going to like, I mean, you see it with LeBron, like LeBron's been in the finals, like almost every year, like for the last decade. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, it's just, that's, that is just how good he is. Like, it don't matter what team he's on, like whatever. It's like that, that doesn't happen. And even, even, I mean, well, Brady just did it, but I mean, I, that kind of speaks more to Brady um and just i mean not that he went to some bum team either so uh, you know that that can't that can't be you know that can't be uh disregarded but but my point is is you know you you need talent and you you need a good team to support you with all the other things that you're doing because 33 and 10 ain't no slouch numbers and and and, i mean he threw for almost four thousand yards which again wasn't top top five top 10 numbers but i mean again we're in 12 and four you know, we have a good defense. You don't, you don't need, you don't, you're not, you don't need to throw all those yards most of the time because your defense is putting you in good positions to, to, to score, which we did. Um, but obviously you need a running game and you also need your receivers to catch when you need them to outside of Juju, you know, Ebron was dro- dropping a bunch of balls. Johnson was dropping a bunch of balls and we essentially benched Claypool uh mm-hmm. midway through the mm-hmm. season so i'm i'm i again like i don't i i'm not i'm not gonna talk about a rookie having a rookie curve or whatever tomlin was talking about that that's on the coaching like you draft a guy second round he needs to be playing like there's no there's no reason for me that he he he's not learning or you need to draw something else up for him you need to do something to get him involved especially when he's already caught 10 touchdowns on the year so i mean like mm-hmm. you got you gotta you gotta get this guy like involved and then I, I, I'm not even going to get started on Washington because I'm like, we just don't use him. And I'm like, every time I see him in the game, he's making a play. But for some so, reason. So, so you're proving my point about coaching slash scheme slash just playing better football. And it, I mean, every everybody is to blame. Everybody is the good. Everybody. But there's one person that's held accountable for that ultimate. And that's the head coach. 
And I, you know, we we're not there. We we we, we podcast guys, so we're not there. We don't know exactly what's going on all the time. But when we do, like you just said, we're watching a game, and you arguably got your most talented receiver on the bench for stretches of the game. For what? You don't throw to Washington, who is a good receiver. Like Washington is the type of guy to me that goes to another team and catches fifty balls for six to five to eight touchdowns. And like, but you got you 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 got to understand what he is. He is the guy that's probably your third best receiver, but he's gonna also get the third corner. So it's gonna be out of sixteen games, he should be killing somebody third corner four or five times, right? Four or five games out of sixteen games, right? Because when we see him catch a, like you said, when we see him catch a ball, it's like, dude, it's a first down, big play or a touchdown, but he only get thrown to two or three times a game, and I'm like, well, you. If, or for, if you or for the instance, ball, that, like I, I want, I was wanting to bring up, uh, you know, my boy Shanahan. I'm like Brandon. Brandon Ayuk is a rookie. I'm like when their whole receiving core was out this year, you saw him doing reverses like every game. Like he was, he was touching the ball in some way, shape, or form. Like whether it was passing the ball, him in the backfield, and I'm like, dude, this dude Washington literally in the off season goes and and like lifts tractors or something. Like like he goes and works on the farm. I'm like, dude, if you don't put that dude on reverse and let him run somebody over, I'm like, you, yeah. it's like, it's just like, you got to get this dude the ball somehow. And I'm like, and sorry, you, I want to go back to your point, but I'm like, that's all I want to say. I'm just like, dude, it, 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 it's frustrating to me when I feel like you got all these guys with talent and it's like, oh, we can't get a third and one. Cause it's like, why? why like, it, like yeah. it don't, it doesn't make any sense to why you have all these talent. And it's like, you guys are blaming the line, and I'm like, the line is not the, the the only reason why we're not getting no push, man. You just can't run a dude down. You like, you're not gonna be able to run down everybody's throat. Like that just can't be your your only scheme that you have running the ball. Because I'm like, I never saw tosses or or counters or or fullback. Or I think you used to say this all the time. Like, where's the fullback? Like yeah. the full fullback don't be in the game. Like and so it's just like I, so, I, so 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 then when you bring him in the game, automatically as a, if I'm a defensive guy and you bring him in the game, automatically I'm going this this is going to be a run, play for the run, and it's like because you don't put him in the game to do anything else. He's either running or blocking, but he's only in the game five times on the offensive play, and I'm like you. This this is this is my point, D. You gotta utilize utilize players on the field so if i'm watching film during the week and, and and you know they cut up the film from different games if i watch three games and i only see the fullback on the field 10 plays on three games and out of them 10 plays he blocked seven and he rushed one then i'm like well what is he coming in the game for i ain't even got the guard to do like even if he make a play one time it ain't gonna get the ball back to him again or if you bring him in and one, or like what happened the last time, he ran one, got a first down, and he brought him in again. I'm like, oh, he about to run the same play. Go. You know, it, it was so it's, – it's like one of those things, like, we were just getting outsmarted for simple stuff. And, like, I read an article today that was like they 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 did the Fitchner wrong by making him the scapegoat. And I'm like, no, Fitchner's in charge of the offense. So game day – only two people can change plays or call or well, three people can change plays to call plays, and that's the quarterback, the coordinator, and the head coach. And we already know Mike Tomlin don't call offensive plays. 
Yeah, he may come in and say, I want you to run this and I want you to do that. But who's doing the play call? It's it's Fitchner. Who's doing who's who's in charge of personnel? It's Fitchner and his and his assistant coaches. So like you like we're making a point now about so if he doesn't use cer- certain players or he use them the same way every game, it's easy to, to plan for that. And I and I think the other thing too that was uh you know it, it goes into Fishner was obviously brought in for for pre injury Ben like when Ben when Ben wanted to have more control of the offense and run it a certain way because I think we were talking about this before the, before the show um you know it's like Ben we know Ben doesn't like to be under center all like that we know Ben doesn't like to run play action all like that um yeah. we know. Ben, I mean, and again, like has mobility, but isn't necessarily like a mobile core. But I mean, for the most part, he wants to, you know, pass the ball. He wants to, yeah. he wants to, he wants to run the offense, which is yeah. why Fishner came in. But I'm like, the way the NFL is now, it's just you have to have a mind. Like you can still run, obviously, what you're going to run and have your plays. But I'm like, you need to have a guy that can have a play drawn up when, when, when you're not. Uh, trying to run the offense because I'm like, and that and that's going into uh, like this, what this, this is the NFL is just made the NFL is just what you were saying about the NBA. The NFL is a way more about the offense and skill players than it was 20 years ago. You know, because you can you can scheme now because dudes are so skillful because teams now throw the ball 65% of the time than they do running. So when you're able to scheme guys open or you get guys out in space, I mean, you, or you have a, tw- a Taysom Hill on your team. Yeah. You, you, you look at the game 20 years ago, the game wasn't played that way. The game was played. Even when you spread a guy out, it was like, yeah, you know, you're going to throw down the field. Now you're doing stuff like, you know, you, you're running screens and, you know, you're doing a whole bunch of other things, man. And that's why that's why I feel like I don't feel like you have to have a mobile quarterback, a guy that runs. But if you're going to run a certain type of scheme, like we talk about with Steelers running RPO, you got to be able to the, – the, the, the quarterback has to scare the defense a little bit with his movement. You know what I mean? So – Brady doesn't run an RPO. What do they run? They basically bought him some talent in for him to be able to run different sets and different things. Like, I, I told you this. I think we said this on the podcast last week. Look at the talent that Brady had. They brought in for him. They brought in talent upon talent at every skill level. The, his worst skill level was the running back. But, I mean, when you got when you can bring in talented receivers and keep rotating them, talented tight ends and keep rotating them, you only need the running back to do what he do. You don't need him to be a superstar. You need him to be effective. And that's exactly what they got with their running backs. So that's what I mean. Like, we got to get back to it. Ben, ben this year, and I hope the offense, and I, and I think Canada can do it. I think you have to be able to be multidimensional with a quarterback that can't run. So you're going to have to be able, everybody else is going to have to be able to move. Everybody else is going to have to be able to block downhill straight ahead. You can't stand shotgun all the time. You got to run a little play action. If you don't run play action, you got to do a little more drop back. Um, a lot, a lot more movement with everybody else. 
pre-snap and all that other stuff, you know, but, you know, I know one of your questions is that we're going to talk about some personnel stuff and drafting, but we, we just have to get back to, to the mentality of being able to move the ball running and offense, depending on who we're playing every week. And once you can do that, then you can start imposing your will on people like we did, you know, five, six years ago with A.B. and Brown. Now, people don't want to A.B. and Brown. You know what I mean? They want to be able to be diverse and be able to with skilled guys. Look at Kansas City right now. Who is their running back? Nobody. Knows. They know they got the guy they drafted last year, but they know when, when you got Kelsey, when you got the quarterback, and you got, you know, road runner, and then you add in three or four other guys who are running four three, man, you can't guard everybody unless, you know, unless you can get to a quarterback, you know, because they throw <laughs> what happened in the Super Bowl. They were they got behind, so they had to throw, then they knew it was easy, you know, to attack them. To attack them. And, and it was, you know, this one of those things where I just want Pittsburgh to get back to being able to to win games however they need to. Period. I mean that that's that's what we always used to say about Belichick, and I and I really think people realize that from watching them that it, it's like back back in the day, and it, and it goes back to what you were even saying about how the NFL used to be. Like that's almost how it. Uh, they don't like to me. It's like the NFL always used to have like a big three. Like it's like they have obviously a really good quarterback, a really really good wide receiver, and then like a really good running back, and then obviously for the defense too like usually that's what all like the best teams would have and then now it's like yeah everybody on our team is pretty much like really talented but then obviously we need a really good quarterback because that's such like a, a premium position like nope like, like everybody just can't play that but I'm like you have more people that are like Taysom Hill you know you have you have more people that can play multiple positions and and not only that but just like you have you have tight ends that can, you know, route run now. Like that are incredibly efficient route runners. You know, people, but they're strong, good blockers. Like it's not just they either catch or they block. You know, you have just many different positions. Um, and I always feel like New England was really good about getting, like, athletic guys from different teams that might have been like the third or fourth linebacker or a tight end or whatever, and just plugging them in. Um, mm -hmm. And then getting a, getting a, you know good good efficiency out of them and getting good production out of them and uh, it's literally like you said um, the Steelers need to get back to that and kind of moving into our next topic which is still on the same topic I, I think um, that's kind of what's interesting and critical about this year is because we do have a new offensive coordinator which you mentioned you know we have Matt Canada but it's like his scheme is so different from what we've been running. And obviously Ben is going to, you know, be here another year or two, but even still, you wouldn't say our, our next quarterback is, is, is on the roster right now. And no. uh, most people, most people wouldn't. And on not only that, I mean, we need essentially three, you know, three offensive linemen, a running back, uh, like as of now, another wide receiver, um, and then, you know, cornerback safety. I mean, you know, I could go down the list, but I'm like, my point is, is obviously that's not Canada, but even on offense, there's a lot of like important pieces that we have to pick. 
Um, so I guess I, you know, the question is, is how would you prioritize things now, knowing that Ben is probably going to be back? And from what I've heard, because I saw uh, like Fairball, and I haven't. To me, it's I, I I listen to what people aren't saying sometimes, and it, and it's like generally you hear about other QBs from even future classes. And I know people emerge and all that, but it's like next year isn't supposed to be a good QB class draft wise. Um, obviously free agency is unpredictable. Um, and the only person I can even think of would be like a, a Dak Prescott if they didn't franchise them again, I think, cause I think they can do that again after this year. Um, but I'm like, what, what should the Steelers do? I mean, it, it, it's it's really interesting because I, I I see people saying well they should just trade up and I'm like literally like you always say well are people going to want to trade up with us what are we going to yeah. have to offer to, what are we going to have to offer to trade up um, and, and 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 you can't this team is not built right now to say oh I'm just going to trade up and use my draft picks because you need some of them to rebuild your absolutely team. that's that's my biggest I think that's my biggest point uh, that like on on the whole trading up thing is I'm just like. The, the the problem would, would be is not that it's not an issue of not being able to get a quarterback early, which you would want. It's just, would it be worth sacrificing, uh, you know, your other, like your other parts of your, of your team, essentially, because you would have to give up, like, draft capital, you would, right. you would think. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna let you, uh, what, what do you think, how do you think we should approach things now that we probably know Ben's coming back? Because the, the mocks I've been seeing recently have pretty much had all the quarterbacks going in like the top 10. So somebody mocked us having Justin Fields at 24. I, I highly doubt that, but yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you have to, as far as the still sitting at 24, they're in a position where you're like out of the quarterbacks sweeps pretty, pretty much. However, you want to be able to make a move up if you can get a trade partner. So essentially what I hope they're doing right now is talking to teams above them. And when I say above them, you're pretty much talking between 10 and 15. So if a quarterback out of the top guys that you like drops to nine or 10, do you have the draft capital to move up? Now we, we were talking about this before we came on air of saying, if I'm any team that wants to draft, allow a team to jump from 24 to 10, I want two, I want two first round picks. Now, Pittsburgh doesn't have them from this year, but that means you're, you're willing to give up one next year. A lot of factors you can say, you know, quarterbacks may not be as good next year, blah, 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 blah but you got to determine for your team, is it worth losing a couple first round picks to move up 15, 11 spots? 12 spots, eight spots, nine spots, whatever to draft a guy. Because you, you, if I'm in the top 10, there's nothing you can give me beyond two first rounds and some more picks that, you know, move up that far. But you gotta, if I'm Pittsburgh, you gotta be willing to have those discussions with teams to see what they're talking about. And then you know what generally happens on draft day. Here you are, you're sitting there, you're talking to teams all up until the draft. So if a guy falls, you're not the only person calling them. You know what I mean? Like you, if a guy falls in the tenth pick, you, it's probably 
seven other teams calling at the same time trying to get up there. So this Pittsburgh's in a bad spot right now as far as trying to get one of the top guys, but you got to try. So to kind of answer your question is, if I can get one of the top quarterbacks, I do it. If I can't, then I focus on the rest of the team. We know Ben would, might be back this year, you know, as long as they get the contract hashed out. If they so, do that, then you, so are you saying you would you would trade up though? But are you just saying if they fall, they if it falls to us, you would grab one? No, I'm saying I would trade up because he's, you, you he's not going to fall. It's not going to. He's not going to fall. A top quarterback to me is so not going to fall is, back. This is who I got, and as the people who they said are the top quarterbacks this year, just to list them for people. So I've seen Lawrence Wilson, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and uh, Justin Fields are the quarterbacks that I've seen going in the top 10 so far. Mm -hmm. uh, Mac Jones is another quarterback that I've seen top 15. Um, and actually, I wrote him down because I, I actually saw somebody said we should trade up for him to 13. Um, I'm not sure if I agree with that. But, yeah, so I'm like, I those aren't – I mean, it's only like three quarterbacks. Like, that's not really a lot compared to when you're saying you're sitting at 24 and you know at least like three or four teams in front of you are one quarterbacks. Um, I feel like we'd have to give up a lot to get any of those three guys short of them, them dropping, like, not like if you're Zach Wilson or Trey Lance's top 15, you probably say you should probably, you know, if they're still there at like 13, you probably would say to try to get one of them. Um, maybe, but even still, I, I, I just don't know that. Like I, I for me, for me, it's, it, it's like, I feel like, especially with the, the compensatory picks, I'm like, you're, you're, you're talking about, you can get a lot of good players this year. Um, even even sitting at 24, I'm I'm just like you could fill a lot of holes um, with bare like bare minimal movement in free agency. Even if even if the the extent like I, I think we've said this before on another show is like you could sign like there's just a lot of good running back free agents and like to me the running back market isn't ridiculously high to where like it's out of the question to sign a good one. And especially if you're saying you can sign like a, a Aaron Jones or or one of those Chris Carson. Uh, one of those types of people to where they're incredibly talented people. You know, they catch a lot of passes coming out the backfield, which is something that we need. Um, and that they're quick. So I'm just like, if you can get one of them in free agency, like that would, that would free up. Cause I mean, a lot of people have us, was it, uh, I, you know, is it Travis Etienne? Is that how you say his name? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have us taking him or Harris, but I'm like, there's really no point in trying to have draft a running back when you need offensive linemen. Now I'm pretty sure you can get one cheap in free agency, but even still, I would, I still want us to draft like three. Um, so I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how you feel about the, the wide receiver situation, but I'm like, at this point you would, you would probably try to what go, Two, two linemen in the first three picks? Um, it depends on what happens in free agency. That's the great part. You can't you you can't go past what happens between now and free agency um to, to help dictate what you're gonna do with the draft. So if 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 we are if we are the same team going forward, 
you know, losing who we lose. Then you go in the first three picks and go, you know, we're going to need a center. Definitely. To me, that's the top, that's the top pick right now. But there, there to me, there's no center that I would draft with the first pick. Right. right? However, he would probably be the high second pick. And I possibly would have to move up to grab one of the guys. Landon Dickinson probably would have been the top guy, but he's hurt. So there's no way I can draft him and know that he's going to be ready to play this year. That's why I think it's important the moves we make between now and the draft to dictate what you're going to do with your draft pick. So say for instance, I would rather go with a veteran guy, go sign a veteran center for cheap, knowing that I said on this podcast before, if you're able to re-sign Banner, then you have two guys that's played a little bit that you can say, if all else fails, I already got two tackles. But I don't have a center that I can center an NFL center on my team. So now I need to probably go and get a veteran guy. And if you draft a guy, you're able to get one of the top guys and he beat out the veteran, that's good. The veteran is there for backup. You know, injuries happen. Um, but let, let's just say we're able to get to the point of of being able to resign a few guys. Like you say, if we sign a running back, and to me that eliminates running back in the first three picks. Um, if we sign a, some linemen, then that eliminates having to reach for a lineman. I, I just know sitting at 24, you're not in a good position to say what I'm going to dictate to get going into the draft. Yes, and this is what I say, knowing Pittsburgh history, they, I just very rarely they draft a guy because of need early. They, they very rarely do it. If they do, they use they have moved up to get a guy like Bush, who they did two years ago. Because they need a, uh, they need one of the top. They, 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 they probably scouted the the incoming linebackers, inside linebackers, and said there's really only two guys that we see the first-round grade. And if we're going to get one, we're going to have to move up. And that will, that will set our defense with all the skills we got now. That's why they moved up. This year, however, they're probably going to go and go, we got so many holes. Let's see what we can kind of plug in free agency, even though we ain't got a bunch of money. And then we're going to go on the draft and take the best player available because any player that we pick it's probably going to be better than what we don't have now or better in the long run than what we, you know, have right now. So, yes, I think they're going to draft some offensive alignment. I just don't know when. It just depends on what happens going forward. Now, bringing Ben back to me, I think signals that you got to make sure that your offensive line is the best you can do. So to me, that does say I need to push offensive linemen to the top of the draft, you know, first few picks. Um, or the guys that I'm I have now on the team, I'm confident that they can, you know, they can play positions or whatever. So I center to me, to me, man, is like, wow, you know, we don't have a center on the team. <laughs> we don't. We don't have a to me, what I say is an NFL center on the team. But if you're looking at the draft, there's only a couple of guys that I would even consider drafting in the first three three rounds. And one of them, th those guys hurt with an ACL. So 
you know, that leaves the guy, uh, what's his name? Humphrey, Creed, Creed, Humphrey, whatever, mm-hmm. Oklahoma is probably the one guy that I would consider drafting, but I, I just can't see drafting him at number 24. And this is this goes back to me beating the drum again about trying to trade back and get some additional picks. Because I feel like if you can get four picks in the top 100, you're able to meet pretty much your top four needs with quality guys that can contribute this year and into the future. But if you only got three picks, then I you're going to have to plug some holes in free agency for starters. Because three we got way more needs of guys that need to be playing or guys that need to contribute heavily than we do draft picks in the first hundred picks. So, yeah, I agree. If you're looking at as a whole offensive line is top of the heat, man, top of the heat and as center to be specific. Yeah. I, um, they have us, I wrote down, um, so the the names that I've seen are Jalen Mayfield, uh, was it Darisol? I think Christian Darisol. And then obviously I think I told you somebody had us trading up for Mac Jones. Uh, Justin Fields fell to us in one mock draft. And then this this tight end from Penn State, his name's Pat Fryermonth, or Month or yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He looks he looks a little top heavy to me, but I don't know. I know Hunter Long, not 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 that they were saying we should take him in the first round, but Hunter Rounds Hunter Long's a name that uh I've seen tossed around a lot as somebody somebody we, we could look at getting for a tight end. But um I'm I'm with you, Dad. I, I, I kinda really think and you know, I, as we've been saying, um I do have one more one more question, quick, quick topic before we wrap it up. But I, no, I'm really, I'm really with you. I, I think that uh, getting, getting Ben's contract done, which I actually just read something about, I guess him and Mr. Rooney are, are obviously trying to get something done before the league year uh, starts, which we are obviously knew that because they're not trying to take that, that 15 million roster bonus. Um, But I, I really think it's important how we look, address things free agency wise after they do set the cap number um, and all our restructures and extensions and, and all that stuff. But I think the compensatories are also going to be pretty important. Um, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm with you on, I, I, I would love to, to even, especially since we're getting some, some compensatories, just if we trade it back, um, if, if there's nothing there for us, which again, I'd be shocked if we did, but the the just the sheer amount of picks that we would have in the draft would just be awesome. Um, and yes. we'd, be able, we'd be able to, to me at least have depth, which is something that that's you know very important to me, um, and 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 options that can be coached up, uh, especially since we have a good opportunity to 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 teach a lot of the young people a new system, um, because we do we don't ha- we're not going to have a lot of veterans uh, this year. Um, so really interested to see free agency starts obviously next month and in a few weeks. So, um, we'll actually probably hear some rumors beforehand. I know I thought, did you see, uh, Denver's not signing back Justin Simmons? Sounds like, Oh, wow. 
Yeah, not. Yeah, I thought that was so that question. I think I think that is also part of the. And I really, really wish that we don't, Orlando we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> well, no, I was I just wish Orlando Brown didn't play for the Ravens because I'm like, oh, yeah, that, we need a left tackle. So I'm like, I know they're not going to give them to us. <laughs> like, no. No. Um, but I, I did. I did want to ask you that. What do you think? Because this like Juju is probably one of the only names I've heard thrown around a lot in terms of coming back. And uh, again, I think you had mentioned he brings it up a lot, too, about wanting to play for us. Um, but I'm like, what do you think the possibility of bringing him back with if it is like 180 or 183, which isn't really much higher than 180? But I mean, like, do you think that really makes it significantly lower chances that he's back or? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because 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 after after last it, week when we talked, I was like, man, you know, I actually kind of wouldn't be mad if we could, you know, bring them back. And I'm like, yeah, because because you're going to have a limited amount of money to spend. And, and when I say spend, structure the deal to where it fits under the salary cap for this year. So, and, and of course, thinking about the future as well. So I already told you, there's no way if I'm D Juju and I'm no way if I'm Juju's agent that I, that I don't accept anything that doesn't average 16 mil a year. That's, that's the rock bottom. And I'm not, that's when I say rock bottom, that's nobody else is even offering me 17 to 18, you know, 18 and a half, 19 or whatever. So it'd be up to Juju to decide. And this, this is my other thing. We don't ever really know when Pittsburgh tries to go in and negotiate. You never really know that's for certain. But if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm at least going in and talking with them. But you can't even talk with them right now because you you ain't nowhere near knowing what the cap is. And you don't even know what you know what you can do as far as lowering the cap. Um, you're going you're gonna to do what you can initially, which is, you know, Ben and, and the couple of players you can do. Um, I don't if if put it this way, they, if Pittsburgh is able to get Ben, do a, a restructure or two and a couple of extensions, to me that signals they're trying to sign some of their players. And if that means they're really trying to sign some of the players that's going to be free agent, Juju to me should be one. We we talked about it last week. There's two guys at the top of my list: Juju and Cam Sutton. And those are the two guys I would go in. If I only got enough money to sign two guys. Those are the two guys I'm signing. And and if, if I can't sign Juju, then I go down the list after Cam. But I got to sign one of those two. And I would love to keep three guys. And if that means I got to, to cut somebody else, you know, like a Vince Williams or, you know, Hayden to keep two or three guys, I would do that. Because the sum of two or three guys, to me, is more than keeping one guy. If I can sign two to three guys, especially if we talk about young players, Juju ain't even 25 to November, you know, and been playing four years, super productive. The leader of you, like, you're still your best receiver. So, like I said, if you lose your best receiver, we just talk about they don't, you don't know what Washington can do over a season because you never really throwing the ball. Claypool is a second year guy, and Johnson is a talented probably one of the most talented guys in the league, but he got the dropsy. 
So he ain't consistent enough to be even considered to be, a, to me, a top 20 receiver. So then, then that means what you have to do is either bring somebody in or you're going to have to draft a guy. And then bringing somebody in probably is going to be hard because, once again, if you want talent, you're going to keep who you got. And he's young and he can be with the team for five years. If you're just bringing a body in, who knows what they can do? Because typically a body you're going to bring in is not a super talented guy because it's somebody that nobody wanted. He's either older or whatever. So I'm always like draft a guy, you know, when it comes to receivers. But, I mean, that goes back to once again, we ain't got a lot of draft picks to, to all the holes you would have to fill. That's why I'm like, these next two weeks is instrumental on what the team is going to look like from a standpoint of re-signing, restructure. And, and and doing what you got to do to manipulate the cap salary cap. So you, to me, if you make it all the way until uh, free agency begins and you ain't done a lot, then that that's telling to me about signing anybody, you know, Juju or anybody. So we will see, man. It, it is it's it's important that we do all we can before the draft starts, before free agency starts, you know. To, to see what the teams want to look like. We don't have a lot of money. You got you got some teams out there that got California, Carolina and Washington got 37 and 42 million dollars or, or however you want to look at it, 30 million plus cap space that they can sign anybody they want. My my I don't I'm okay with our situation solely from the fact that the the parts that we have holes are 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 places that we were gonna have holes anyway. It's not like it's not like they're they're holes that we didn't know that were gonna happen to us. It's just they all happen at once. So it's right. so it's like that and obviously with the cap situation. So it's like to me it's really a a situation that's like, man, the Steelers are a very well thought out team. So it's not like it's not like they were just being reckless or or negligent and they you know, this, this happened because nobody was paying attention. It's like, no, dude, it's just, it's just a weird situation. So right. I'm like, I'm like, especially with, with what you're saying, it's like, for me, if we can sign Juju and Sutton, which to me, I obviously think with, you know, contract magic is possible. Um, to me, that would make everything else a lot easier because you can get veteran guards and tackles and things like that in the market. And then, Again, we still are going to have a, a, a good amount of draft picks. Like, and if you can fill holes like that, which it's better to have a sure thing on offense to me than you know you need defensive guys. Because I'm like, to me, we need a tackle, we need an inside linebacker, um, we need an outside linebacker. But you can find those guys, um, mm -hmm. and especially in a draft like this, it's like the more draft picks that we have, we can fill positions like you know cornerback and and defensive positions and again like to me tackles and tackles and guards and especially if we need a center like dude you don't like those don't grow on trees um, mm -hmm. so it's like you we're gonna have to be careful with those picks anyway and if they get picked then it's like we don't need to be sitting sitting around you know like looking lost um you know we we need to have a plan and that that's kind of always been our thing um about not needing and even the Steelers you know it's because we get that from the Steelers like they they don't like to go into the draft like needing positions. Um, obviously, that's kind of you know unavoidable this year. Uh, but 
it's like if we can limit um, the critical positions and that'll make our draft a lot smoother with not us not having to trade or maybe we can trade because of some things that we do in a free agency. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting. It's really going to be really interesting how the extensions and, and free agency goes over like the next month or so month and some yep. change. Um, can't wait. Can't wait to see how it goes. But uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add, Dad? No, no, no. This week has pretty been slow. Um, besides for the news of Ben, uh, you know, and, and Mr. Rooney meeting, um, and then, you know, the team announced it. So to me, that says they are serious about bringing him back. Um, they want him back. And now it's, it's that's going to work the terms of the contract. And I, I told you, it's always a two-way street. So I think because they both have said publicly, both parties have said publicly they want to be back, then that means they'll work out something. I mean, it's just, I mean, unless it's just egregious, you know, like where Ben feels like, you know, I'm only making 19 while you're trying to make me make 12, you know, or something, you know, I don't know. But I don't, I think you kind of talk preliminary in the meeting because for Ben, not only do you want to feel that you want to come back, you want to kind of say, hey, uh, you know, I'm willing to work with you financially, you know, but I would also say we can work with the 19 and, you know, whatever we need to do as far as the voidable years or Ben wants to play longer than that or whatever, they, they can work that out. But I think you have a, a brief agreement man-to-man in person about what the money may be. And then you go hash it out because it's a contract and contracts aren't two lines, you know, it's pages. So, you know, that's the thing. So I, I'm pretty certain that they'll work that out um, and come back. And I, I think Ben, to me, and this goes back to what you said about Juju, there's no use making public statements when you know the, the work is done behind closed doors. Everybody can say, oh, I would love to be in Pittsburgh and, but you know, hey, a free agent. It is what it is. I think that, I think, I think there's a ability to understand there's a business behind the plan. And only there's only certain players get in a position where they feel like I can't take my maximum value at the time. I'm okay. And that's generally a veteran who's made so much money that they're like, look, instead of taking 20 mil, I can take 17 and stay with the team, you know, like Brady did for so long. He didn't really need 40 million off the, off the field because, you know, hey, I can take 25 because me and my wife and my family are comfortable. My wife's a millionaire. She makes more money than me. So, you know, we, we good. I don't need to subject the team to making my maximum value when I'm the only breadwinner in town. That's not how I meant. You know, Ben is the, probably the only breadwinner in his house. So he's like, I got to maximize my potential when I can get it. But now he may be on the other side of it saying, hey, you know, 20 mil, you know, we saw Breeze do it the last four or five years. I only need 20 mil. We work 20 mil, you know, instead of the going rate is 30 plus now for most quarterbacks. But yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't seen any language. I mean, again, like you, like you said, they could have discussed something preliminary in the meetings, but I'm like all the, all the language that that I've seen just makes it seem like, you know, they might've talked, like and just literally been like, all right, what like what are your goals for this year and this year? Okay, this is what you want, this is what we want. Okay, we're on the same page with that. All right, whenever they come back with the contract, like after we, you know, after we do extensions, because it, it I'm assuming they might do the other extensions too before they get the Ben's contract. Um, just from cause you know, they already did Hayward. 
So I'm like, I, I'm assuming that they're probably going to figure out Hayden and all that other stuff. Like, cause you know, like the other teams are starting to cut people too. So I'm assuming that the Steelers are going to fall in line and, and start trying to, you know, make some moves now um, before, you know, free agency. And um, if they're going to try to keep anybody, like you said, so I, I, I'm just like, it seems it seems like because I've seen them say a few times like oh you know we'll we'll get back with Ben and talk with the numbers or whatever once we figure things out. So I'm like I'm I'm very curious if they're trying to wait, excuse me, and see um, what happens with a few things because I you know the other thing too which we didn't bring up um in on here either that was the TV deal. And mm -hmm. like, I know because of the world that we live in, like, it's like people have to say something like people have to give news. Like, you know, the NFL PA president said something the other day. Um, but I'm like, as you said, that affects the players too. Like this affects the players. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, they have to be trying to work out other deals before they come out and say, all right, this is the number. Cause it's like, this isn't like important. Like, so it's a, it's an important, uh, it's an important bit of business. So I'm like, I know that he came out and said something because especially this issue, like, you know, people are probably, you know, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, you know, type, like type thing. But I'm like, I, I'm, I'm still like, if it's 183, like that's just really going to suck. Like even as a, as a ceiling, but I'm like, realistically, if it's, if it's 190, you know, that, that's, that, that's going to help out so many people, even, and especially if it's higher, but it's like, it just seems like they're putting out numbers just so, you're there it's like all right if it is this like don't be surprised right right and 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 i think we're down to the last two weeks of it so you're trying to give advance notice as much as possible so because people you know it's like a setting a budget you, you don't set the budget at the last minute until you know final number but you got to plan as much as possible up to that point and uh that's why, you know, I told you before, the players union is just as big as part of the, the collective bargaining agreement says that the players union have to agree with whatever the, the NFL is putting forward, NFL slash owners is putting forward with, the, the, you know, basically the budget of the year. And, and that's why they had to get with them before the season last year to set in, in the player and the players union was fine after seeing financials and all the stuff they were discussing by saying, well, the floor can only be 170. Is that what they said? 170, right? Or was it 175, whatever. Yeah, they said, that I saw 175. I haven't seen one. Yeah, it probably was 175. But what I mean by that is they were like, because the, the owners could have came back this year and be like, oh, we lost so much money, it's going to be 170. And the players are like, oh, they would have struck they would have had a strike if the owners would have tried to come back now and just basically take the full loss or whatever. Nobody knew what it, 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 the impact was going to be. So from the player standpoint, no, 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 you're not going to be able to set. We're not going to allow you to try to come at us at the end of the season and try to say, oh, we lost so much money. We got to make it 160. No, that's why they had to agree because the contract is set up that way to, to a to a floor and the, and that's why the, they took a floor they're like look we can't go no lower than this amount because this amount says every team is going to have to lose 20 million dollars basically operating budget from from the previous this year to next year they were like no 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 let's set it at a at a at a bottom 
I know they floated around. Hey, let's spread it out over a few years. I guarantee they're still trying to bring that up now. But they also have probably seen some numbers that's coming in because, you know, all the number crunches are crunching numbers. And they're going, okay, don't be surprised. They got it up to 180 because they felt comfortable saying 180. So they agreed upon that, sent the notice out. But they're also warning teams, hey, it may not be 190, 195. It may be closer to that 180. And, you know, I know teams are hoping five more million. If it comes in at 183.5, 184, hey, we, we warn you. So you should have been planning for that. That's what you're seeing now. So I think we got, what, another two weeks for the for the league season to start? And they usually announce it. I think they usually announce it, I would say, within the next 10 days. Because you usually know days before that actually you got to be under the cap. So I think it may be in the next week. Right. Because you got to be ready. You got to be ready. Your, your team got to start making moves if you're not there. And by coming out and saying, hey, it's going to be closer to that 180, then you start planning for that. That's why you start to see teams going to start. You're going to see a mass dropping of players. Not mass, but people that they have to drop. And they're going to start seeing that stuff you, happen. Especially when you're saving a bunch of cap room. Yeah, because because look at Denver. Look at look at what Denver's doing. They're letting their best defensive player walk. Why they're doing that? We're not going to be a very good team to have to pay him top top safety money right now. They just not. They're like like for and they got cap space, but for them it's like I think Denver may be in the quarterback equation. Where where, where are they picking? Denver, um, yeah. Oh, I just, I just saw them. It's not, it's not much higher than us. Yeah. So, it, they, but they hired us, so they're like, hey, lot. You know, the, the formula is always. What was that draft that I saw? You got to have that quarterback before you start locking up a bunch of contracts. They, they let a couple players go this week. Um, I don't know so, if they traded, you know, traded in this draft. Uh, let's see. Wait. I don't know who. Oh, there they go. No, no, they're pretty high. They have, they what, have, what uh, they? they're the ninth pick. They have the ninth pick? Yes, sir. Oh, they're definitely the quarterback. They're definitely. <laughs> Apparently not, according to CBS. They will be taking Caleb Farley, who's a cornerback. No, nah, they're, they're, they're definitely in the quarterback pick. Definitely. Yeah. So I I, I I am like, they are they are solely in the quarterback room. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I said, I, I haven't I haven't really been paying. I haven't been paying much more. Uh, much attention to the mock drafts because I'm like, until there's some type of, of, of solidarity. And, and I'm like, because not that, not that everybody is, is right or wrong, but it's like, generally, if everybody has a consensus, I like to think they're, they're looking at similar numbers and, and similar uh, projections. So I would think, I would think that they're going to announce the draft picks on compensatory picks. Or does that come after free agency start? I can't remember. Let me, I can look that up real quick before we. 
Yeah, I'm thinking that. But it's from last year. I think they're literally going to be um, using them for the compensatory pick should be coming up. I, I can't remember, but that's important for everybody. I mean, that yeah, the number crunches are doing a whole lot of stuff right now um, for the NFL because, you know, this is the league's – I mean, you know, we said this before. This is my favorite part of the, the league this season, my favorite part. Yeah, me, me too, sir. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't see any, um, oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on a second. Key off season dates. Maybe they'll have, yeah, they'll should be out here. Still don't see anything. April 5th, April 19th. Nothing. What's coming up? This is like, because this is talking about the Giants. So, I mean, like, it's not it's not really saying, like, it's talking about the league new year, the legal tampering period. What is this right here? Hold on. Franchise transition player designation window. That's now. Oh, okay. Hold on. Already by this time. So, it has to be around now. Yeah. I, I thought it was. Because it says... Cool. And the, well, just from this article, it's saying February 23rd to March 9th. So it was just saying that uh, also by this time, we should already know the 2021 salary cap and the learn of any compensatory picks for the teams. So yeah, I thought they announced it. I thought they announced it um, all around the same time. So you would I definitely be wrong in the next, like, probably within the next week or so. I mean, like the ninth is not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that. So, I mean, like going off of that, that article, I mean, you would, you would think that you would get that information within the next like week, like, you know, 10 days, like you said. So, yeah, I hope, I hope so. I, I, I don't know exactly when I thought it was, and I may be wrong as far as compensatory, but that's a big part of the Steelers formula. Um, you know, they, they like to draft the guys and keep the guys. That's pretty much what they do all the time. I mean, it's so, hard to, I mean, and especially as you know, it's hard to, it's hard to analyze when you don't have the, the whole picture properly. So it, it's one of those yeah. things, it's one of those things that uh, you're, you're pretty much guessing. And I, I, you know, I don't, I don't like the gambler guess. So, you know, it's, it's, I definitely think, and uh, you know, I, I definitely think the league's working to get that, that type of stuff done. So mm-hmm. We'll, mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see how it all turns out, but. But yeah, I, you know, obviously, I always enjoy talking about the Steelers. Love the episode. Ready to, already ready for the next one. Um, hopefully, next week will be a little more action-packed from the news standpoint in a good way. Oh my, <laughs> but, I'm in fear for my um, life. Yes, we will talk with I'm everyone next week. Yeah, enjoy your enjoy your weekends and be safe. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my home. Oh mama, I can hear you are crying, you're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't